It is Podcast Tuesday. What's going on, guys? My name is Lockie, and this is the Coastwatch Football Podcast, the show where every Tuesday we sit down here to do a deep dive into the big talking points around the A-League and my team, the Central Coast Mariners. Of course, a lot of positives to talk about of the Mariners this week after we defeated Sydney FC 2-0. And of course, we did the post-match interviews with the fans, the first time doing that. So that was a really fun video. So um, I'll make sure to link that down in the, in the description if you want to check that one out. Uh, I've also got the match reaction video that I did for the Mariners game, deep dive into uh, my sort of, I guess, my reactions and analysis on that game. I also did a match reaction to the Jets game where they defeated Wellington 4-0 uh, because that was probably the most convincing performance we've seen in the A-League so far. And of course, the A-League Round 4 review is out where I really go into each of the games and, and, and give my thoughts and opinions on all of the results and performances. So this podcast is, is, is nice because it's a bit more slower paced. It's for the hardcore fans. And I know there's a lot of people who have sort of been sticking by the podcast for it's we're coming up to to a year we're coming up to a year since the first episode we started it uh round one uh the start of last season season which was towards the end of december last year so crazy time flies man um but yeah so and of course i want to say a big shout out to dean and riley who featured on the podcast last week at first time getting a couple uh fans on the podcast as well and you're going to be seeing that throughout uh the rest of the season fans um jumping on to, to have their say uh, but every now and then you'll also have me here right now because this is going to be a very special solo Q&A episode, once again, jumping into your questions, because honestly, there's there's a lot of talking, round by round, there's more and more talking points coming out of the A-League, so we're going to dive into some of the big, uh, the big sort of stories coming out of the A-League, I guess, and uh, the narratives, which, which, which is always what I love about football, that's one of my favorite things, the narratives around it, the stories around the game, you know, players who have, you know, come back from adversity or, you know, the young players who have, you know, risen up from out of nowhere, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, um, first of all, we're going to talk about Western Sydney Wanderers. And this question comes in from Danny on Twitter. Thanks, Danny, for sending in the question. Uh, thoughts on Western Sydney Wanderers? Carl Robinson uh, just not getting the results. Western Sydney Wanderers have a strong team. Maybe is it them not gelling correctly or is it tactics? Look, the, it's 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 hard to say. So Western Sydney Wanderers... Um, it's, it's, it's funny. When you look at their league results, they're one win, two draws, one loss. Now, here's the thing, and, and, I, and I brought this point up. I featured on um, the Football Capitals uh, episode of the, the A-League review, um, the, the A-League wrap-up video this week, and I, and I talked about a similar thing. Like, if it was any other team in the A-League, there wouldn't be as much concern. Like, if it was maybe Perth or Brisbane that were picking up that sort of form you know, there wouldn't be as much drama. And it really isn't that bad when you look at it. It's like, okay, they've only lost one game in their opening four and they've looked like defensively pretty solid overall. Um, but again, speaking to some of the guys um, on, on that on that show that I did and it's, it's up on the Football Capital uh, YouTube channels, uh, from a Wanderers point of view, like it's, it's they're coming off the back of, of last season where they underperformed, you know, once again. Um, and, and Carl Robinson is running out of time quickly. Uh, the getting knocked out of the cup um, by an MPL side, you know, all respect to Apia Leichhardt, uh, getting, you know, Wanderers expects better. You know, this is, you know, Western Sydney Wanderers won the Asian Champions League, uh, you know, less than a decade ago now. So this is, and and that's a big, that's a big factor as well. When it comes to Western Sydney Wanderers, you have to consider that they were so successful in the early years, you know, made a grand final in their first season. They've made, what, three grand finals um, over the first, what, five years. And, and of course, winning the, winning the Asian Champions League. This is a team that if you were there in the early days, it was, it was a successful time. And now I don't think they've made the finals for, what, four or five years now? So, and on top of that, 
They've got the best squad they've had in years now with the likes of Tom Ahmed, Dimitri Petratos, Yugarkovic, Antonis, Keanu, Bacchus, Ritz, Williams at the back, uh, Adama Traore. These are all like classy, experienced players. And why is it not clicking? You know, it's it's hard. And as I said, there isn't like a simple answer to it. And, you know, a lot of a lot of blame, I guess, is being put on Carl Robinson. And you probably have to look at someone like him because if you've got a team that good, like, you know, all so many players in that Wanderers team would be star players in any other A-League team, you know what I mean? They've got so many star players, you know, so many big-name players, um, you know, A-League speaking. But it's just not clicking for them. If you watch their performance against MacArthur where they lost 2-0, you know, Dimitri Petratis looks low on confidence. And it's making me look a bit silly now because I hyped up I hyped up Dimitri Petratis heading into the season. I was like, Wanderers is going to kill it. Dimitri Petratis is going to tear it up. I even, I think, I think in one podcast, I think I even gave him a shout for like potential Johnny Warren medal winner, which is now certainly looking unlikely. Um, so I think from a Western Sydney Wanderers, and they, you know, they even changed system this year. The last season they're playing three at the back. This play, this season they're playing four, two, three, one. So it's not that Carl Robinson is trying something different. He's he's trying things, but so far it's not working. None of their performances have been convincing. Even the two 0 win against Wellington Phoenix, those two goals were kind of, I guess, lucky goals or like not the most convincing goals. You know what I mean? So. Western Sydney Wanderers, where does the answers lie? I'm not sure. But all I all I can tell you is I reckon if Western Sydney Wanderers aren't in the top six by the halfway point of the season, Carl Robinson has to go. Carl Robinson has to go because you can't have a team that good on paper and be outside the top six. You know, this is a team that should be challenging the likes of Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory, the teams at the top. And they don't look they do, they don't look like doing that at the moment. None of their performance has been really convincing in attack. You know, they haven't looked very cohesive in attack despite the big names. So, look, we could go on and on, but uh, <laughs> the bottom line is we don't know what's going wrong at Western Sydney Wanderers. The simple answer is maybe there, need, there needs to be a change of leadership in a coaching role to get things sorted because the team is there, but the performances aren't and uh, the fans the fans seem to be fed up at this point. Um, interesting one here from Aiden. So, Aiden on Twitter asks, if you could redo your season ladder prediction, how would you do it now? Now, I... Um, I, I've actually been asked this a few times and I, and I didn't necessarily want to do this because, because, because I sort of want to, I'd love to just, you know, stick by my word, just be like, that's it. And, you know, not change it. And I am doing that. I'm just, I'm sort of sticking by it and like hoping that I can, <laughs> I can be somewhat right. I, I don't think I would be right at all by the end, but if I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of teams that maybe I would change now. And one of them is probably Sydney FC. I'd probably pull Sydney FC down. I, I put them up in second again. You know, that my top two again was Melbourne City and Sydney FC. Look, Sydney, the, the, the simply the injury to Luke Bratton, which is proving to be really uh, an issue for them. You know, he's, he just, he's such a unique player. He's such a talented player. Sydney FC will, Sydney FC, I think, will make the top six. They've got enough quality to recover from this poor start. Um, but... I, they won't finish top two, especially when so many other sides are looking good at the moment. And West United, MacArthur FC, Melbourne Victory, they won't finish top two. Um, I, I'm going to say that pretty confidently now. Uh, you know, I could certainly see them finishing top four, you know, maybe third, fourth, if, if they can sort of turn things around. And, you know, some of those the star players like Lafondra Ninkovic, uh, you know, can really switch it on. Bobo, hopefully he can have a big goal return for them as well. So, look, from a Sydney FC point of view, it's 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 concerning um, how they're performing at the moment because, you know, we're used to them. We're used to them playing 
we used to them being one of the most dominant sides in the A League, and they had been for a very long time. Um, and I tell you what, this sort of segues nicely. I, I do. I'll come back to the latter stuff, but I do want to talk about some other questions now that we're talking about Sydney FC. Uh, and we've got some similar questions coming in from Miles Cooper and Alexander on Instagram. You know, stuff like, do you see Sydney FC as a threat for the title this season after the recent defeat to the Mariners? And yeah, it's, it's hard. It, it, I mean, it's, again, it's early on in the season. So it's very early on in the season. But the way that the Mariners, especially early in that first half, just were cutting through Sydney FC, it was, jeez, it, it looked too easy. It looked too easy at times. You know, Sydney FC did come back in the second half against the Mariners. Uh, weren't able to find the goal, of course, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar thing. It's like, where are the answers like? Because they've, they've still got the star plays there in, as I mentioned, Lafondre and Ninkovic, Babo up front. So there's goals there for Sydney FC. Costa Barbarouches, I think, is out with injury for another few weeks. But, you know, the injury to Luke Bratton is a massive one. So that's really going to be detrimental to them. Um, but it's interesting. Going back to West Sydney Wanderers, they don't really have any big injuries at the moment they've pretty much got a full strength squad and they're not performing so anyway with sydney fc will they will they challenge for the title i i think this is the season where they do drop away but they won't drop away by a lot i think some people are maybe calling for them to like drop out of the top six i, I i'd be surprised if they dropped out of the top six but uh yeah interesting one sydney fc so let's talk let's go back to the ladder prediction though and and any teams i would sort of shift around look i'm gonna stick with it for now maybe another team that i would shift maybe Western United up a couple spots. Um, I, I put them just missing out on the top six. I would probably shift them into the top six now. Uh, you know, maybe at this rate, replace replace the Wanderers. I think I put Wanderers in fourth. And I'd probably shift uh, I'd probably shift Western United up there now as well. Um, so, you know, aside from that, I don't want to change too much else. You know, Wooden Spoon is Wellington Phoenix. I'm still okay with that, even though they have looked you know, better than I, I expected. Uh, my bottom three, I put Brisbane and Adelaide, and so far those those two teams are down towards the bottom of the ladder as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it as it is. But those are a couple of things that I might change, like when it comes to um, when it comes to Western United and Sydney FC. Maybe two teams I'd tweak a little bit. But overall, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. I sort of want to hopefully by the end, because again, it's early stuff. It's it's very easy to see. Oh, Sydney FC down the bottom. Oh, MacArthur on top. This is going to change big time. And um, we're seeing that week by week. It's teams are jumping up and down and, you know, a single result can sort of uh, flip your fortunes. Um, an interesting question here from Matthew on Instagram. Matt, thanks for sending in the question. Uh, Melbourne City in trouble. Struggling this season? Um, I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, the Obviously, they were looking a little bit shaky in the early rounds, uh, you know, losing a two-goal lead to Adelaide and Drew there. Uh, lost to Western United at home. Um, and then they they just got the win against Perth Glory in, in the previous round. That you know they scored a late goal, Matty Atkinson in the 88th minute. So, look, I don't. I think it's okay for Melbourne City. I think if you compare them to Sydney FC, it's still you know Melbourne City look a lot more convincing, and the performances have been pretty good. Uh, it the, I feel like City aren't performing at maximum capacity yet. I feel like maybe they're performing at 60 or 70 percent their full potential. Matt Leckie has been pretty disappointing so far. He hasn't been terrible by any means. He hasn't flopped. Well, I'm not going to say he's flopped. I'm not going to say he's flopped. It's not. It's early, early days still. But uh, when you look at when you look at that potent city attack, and we were talking about it heading into this season, Matt Leckie's a player who sort of hasn't really 
hasn't really got clicking yet. Uh, Antrim to boot just looks good. Jamie McLaren, a couple of half chances here and there. Hasn't been too involved as of yet. Uh, Matt Leckie's the one that sort of needs to step up uh, a little bit, in my opinion, because, uh, look, it's, it's there for City, and they're playing a similar system, to, you know, pretty much the same system, identical system to what they were playing last year in their championship winning year. But, um, yeah, they're not quite up there. They're not quite clicking as they did last season, but it was a similar thing to last year where like the first few rounds they were losing games. You know, Jets beat them, Mariners beat them last year, last uh, year early in the season, Adelaide beat them. So um, I think it'll be a similar thing where they'll switch on after a few rounds, you know. Matt Leckie settling in, these players gelling even more. Uh, Pacirelli, this Italian midfielder who I don't think has even featured in the A-League yet. So maybe he'll inject a little bit of quality for Melbourne City. So are they struggling? I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say this, they're struggling. They're just underperforming, you know what I mean? So... Uh, keep an eye on them because they certainly will. Uh, they certainly will pick it up, um, and that segues nicely into a question here from Joel on Instagram: Who's winning the Melbourne Derby? I'm so excited for this game, man! Oh, these are two heavyweights this season. These are two heavyweights, maybe the two heavyweights in the A League. You know, the two biggest teams, the two teams with the most quality. Ah, dude, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But look, I'm gonna just go out. I'm just going to go out and say I'm going to go Melbourne victory in a close one. I'm going to say victory 2-1. I think it's going to be a Tony Popovich masterclass. He's very good at managing those big games, uh, not grand finals. Um, <laughs> but uh, for Melbourne victory, I think, especially after coming off that win against Adelaide United, which was an important win after they lost the previous round to Perth Glory. And when you look at Melbourne City, as I mentioned just earlier, not quite performing at full throttle, I see victory just snatching the win here. Just maybe 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. So, look, it could easily go either way, and both teams have so much quality and so much potential, and that's why it's going to be um, such a such a high, intense, you know, it's, it's going to be an intense uh, intense clash between two high-quality sides and two great coaches as well, two of the best coaches in the league at the moment, Patrick Snorbo and Tony Popovich. So very excited uh, for that one. Um, let's jump into some other questions now. We've got uh, we had a lot of questions, as I mentioned. So many talking points coming out of this week. Uh, I want to talk about this one, actually, though. Uh, Zachary on Instagram asks, do Brisbane Raw have what it takes to turn it around? Now, Brisbane Raw, winless um, to start of the season. Um, they sit bottom of the ladder. They've only scored um, They've only scored one goal in four games. Uh, they've changed formation twice already. They, 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 you know, they started the season with their, uh, their usual three at the back. They were playing a sort of a different setup and attack. It looked like more of, more of like a, I guess it's more of like a five-two-one-two. Whereas last season they were playing with sort of you know five-two-three, sort of three attackers. And last year we know Wenzel Halls, Joey Champions, Ricky Danzaki. You know these guys were tearing it up last year. You know Brisbane. You know they were a couple games away. They made it and got knocked out in the elimination final last season. But, dude, they, they don't look the same at all this year. Uh, injuries aren't helping them. Captain Tom Modred uh, has missed the start of the season. They need him to come back ASAP. So that's a concerning one. Um, but, yeah, touching on what I said before about the change of formation against Western United, interestingly, Warren Moon shifted styles, which we I don't think we've seen him done do, you know, in the past year or so. He usually is pretty, you know, set on his three at the back. Uh, they played more of like a – it was sort of like a hybrid fourth – 4-3-3 sort of thing. Um, they had, uh, you know, up, up front, Lascano made his A-League starting debut. Ivanovic on the wing, Miliuznic on the wing, you know. Uh, and then in midfield, there was Akbari, Jay O'Shea, you know, J- Jesse Daly. Like, look, it's an okay team on paper. There's not as maybe, there's not maybe as much uh, experience as, as and quality, proven A-League quality compared to 
other sides. Um, and I think that's going to hurt them this season. When you look, especially this A-League, where we know it's going to be the most competitive season we've seen to date, and it already is proving to be that. Um, if you don't have the quality, if you lose games early, you will drop away. And I, I, I'm, I'm backing my Brisbane to finish bottom three this year prediction because... I said it heading into this season, just losing those key players. Um, yeah, McCauley Gillespie, another huge departure at the back that, that I think maybe a lot of people have forgotten about as well. You know, they're relying on the youngsters, you know, Kai Truin, um, Lenarich, this guy on loan from Sydney FC, Luka Vanovic, Jesse Daly. And, and look, no doubt all these guys, you know, young players, they've got, they've got a lot of potential to grow and, and, and can, can get better. And it is early in the season. But there's no – they need – it's tricky. They need someone like – Funnily enough, going back to Western Sydney Wanderers, they could take, you know, maybe Demi Petratus, another stint Brisbane Raw, or, you know, another class midfielder like uh, like someone like Terry Antonis from, from Wanderers as well. So can Brisbane turn it around? Look, I'm going to say no. I'm, there's, there's not enough in that side right now to convince me that they will. Against Western United, they looked lacklustre. They looked, uh, they ran out of ideas when they got into the final third. It's, it's a concern for Warren Moon. It's a concern for Brisbane fans. They need to win ASAP. They're taking on Perth Glory at home. They will view that as a winnable game, even though Perth Glory are going to be a tough, uh, tough team to face this season. So, oh man, I'm concerned for Brisbane. They're the one side, there's so many sides where there's positives. You know, even if you look at the other teams that are maybe starting to slip a little bit now, uh, you know, Adelaide sort of dropping away. Uh, we've already touched on Sydney FC. Those teams have positives and can bounce back. For Brisbane Raw, it's going to take a lot for them to bounce back, you know, and they've got even – they're relying on youth a lot this year. You know, Henry Hoare, Jez Lofthouse, of course, Alex Parsons. Start Alex Parsons. Why are they not starting Alex Parsons? The guy is a class player. So, look – it's uh, it's concerning for Brisbane. So can they turn it around? My answer is no at the moment. So early years and I could be proven wrong. Uh, but yeah, man, um, we're going to talk about who's going to get the wooden spoon. And uh, this is, comes in from Pumpkin Rider on Instagram. Who's going to win the wooden spoon? And I did say Wellington Phoenix. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with it. I'm sorry, Wellington Phoenix fans. I'm sorry. Um, but... I'm going to stick with that. I think, you know, despite, as I mentioned earlier, they, they, they have looked okay. They, they've looked pretty good to start off the season, defeated my Mariners uh, in round two, but got smashed by Jets on the weekend. But I don't think that was Wellington's fault defensively. I think it was more Jets just killing it in, in attack. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to stick with Wellington Phoenix, but honestly, Brisbane, Brisbane, are, Brisbane are in there now, man. Uh, actually, if I had to compare those two teams, I think there's more positives coming out of Wellington Phoenix compared to Brisbane Raw. I think Wellington Phoenix have a bit more experience and star quality compared to Brisbane Raw. So could be either of those two sides. So I'm going to put both of those in for a shot. But honestly, no other team. I wouldn't say Adelaide United. Um, I wouldn't say who else. Who's another team? I'm not going to say Sydney FC. But yeah, for me, it's Brisbane and Wellington. I'm going to stick with Wellington. I'm going to stick with my original ladder prediction for that wooden spoon. Let's talk about the Central Coast Mariners right now. There's some good questions in uh, coming in from some Mariners fans. Uh, this one comes in from Sam Gregory, who has been our best debut season player for us so far. I assume you're talking about this current season or not just like debut seasons, like players' debut seasons, you know, in the history of the Mariners. But from this season, because there's so many to talk about just from this season alone, because so many players have made their debut. Uh, but I, it, 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 would, uh, it would be absolutely atrocious if I didn't talk about uh, Sir Jacob Farrell. <laughs> the guy... 
look, the guy is, is insane. The, the guy's so good. And look, look, I mean, if, if you guys have been watching these episodes for a long time, you know, I'm a big Mariners fan and, you know, I like to talk about the A-League as well. And I try to stay on as unbiased as possible when I'm talking about, you know, all general things A-League. But look, it's going to be hard for me not to do a half an hour episode on Jacob Farrell alone because I, I honestly, look, I'll, I'll say right now, it's a bold claim. I can't remember being this excited about a new young player ever from a Central Coast Mariners point of view. Like seriously, seriously, like thinking back maybe to, it reminds, the excitement around him reminds me of Mustafa Amini, Tom Rogic. These players who came into the side and were exciting when they, when they got on the ball and were just so impressive. These, these young guys that had come into the side and tore it up and, you know, showed their skill from day one. And, you know, I'm just trying to think of any other players that I've missed as well. But those are two that stick out for me, sort of uh, Rogic and Amini, two, two class players um, from, the, from the Mariners from, from a, many years ago now. But look, Jacob, and, and we know where those, those guys' careers have taken them, you know, to, you know, Socceroos appearances, to, to playing in Europe. Jacob Farrell is 19. And look, the most impressive thing about Jacob Farrell, and I've talked, talked about it in previous podcasts, but he's just simply his attitude. The guy's 19, he's got no A-League experience and he comes in, especially in the F3 derby and just, he's got no fear. The guy has no fear. He plays fearless, he plays strong, he goes into challenges strong. It's, um, yeah, dude, honestly, it's like, it, it's, it's, almost, it's almost giving me goosebumps talking about it because it's so exciting having a young player like that. And look, I feel for someone like Noah Smith who, who came into the side and, and you know, again, I did I did a chat with Noah Smith um, during preseason, which is on the YouTube channel. And that was great to talk to him. And he seems like a great guy, but he, he's not getting a look in at the moment, unfortunately, because of how well Jacob Farrell is performing. So look, debut seasons, who's having the best one so far? Jacob Farrell, far and above. And that's saying a lot because Harry still has been fantastic. Max Ballard was fantastic, even though he hasn't started the last two games. Um, Dan Hall was brilliant on the weekend. Uh, and I'm very excited to see more of Matt Hatch, Sakenis, uh, Harry McCarthy. Hopefully these guys can get more game time. And look, that's one of the that's one of my big things coming out of the Sydney FC game. And I talked about it in my match reaction video from the weekend. The the fact that so many young guys featured in that squad. Like this is a squad with very little A-League experience, and we are defeating top sides like Sydney FC. If you're a Mariners fan, you should be very excited about this season. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to round out this conversation by saying this. And this and this is sort of a hot take. And look, I don't put that many hot takes out there. I play pretty safe. But this Mariners squad at the moment is better than the one from last season. Now, I'd love to, if you're a Mariners fan, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or on social media. This Mariners squad right now is better than the one from last season. Would you take Benny and Kalolo and Cy Goddard over Dan Bowman and Jaden Casella? Look, Gianni Stensness was maybe the exception. He was fantastic for us last year. But honestly, the way Harry Still and Max Ballard are performing, that was the one concern as well heading into the season. Midfield looking a bit thin in terms of experience and quality. Uh, Harry Steele and Max Ballard must have been listening to the podcast because, oh my God, they've been killing it, dude. And, and I, put out the I put out a tweet on the weekend uh, during the game. Actually, I was like, Harry Steele's the next Josh Nisbet. Just like this little midfielder who's coming to the side. And again, another guy who's playing without fear and he's showing quality on the ball. And uh, it did. Oh, it's so exciting. It's so exciting that we're embracing youth and it's, that it's working. And look, it's part of the Mariners system. The, the, the owners, you know, the, the chairman, they've, they've made it clear that for the Central Coast Mariners, you know, we're not the most financially well-off club. So 
It's all about, you know, developing these young players, selling them for, for, for big moves overseas, which is fantastic stuff. And obviously we saw that, uh, we saw proof of that last year with Alec Kowal's move to, to, to Stuttgart in Germany. So um, look, I, I can guarantee you now a couple of these players at least I think will be scoring overseas moves at this rate. Jacob Farrell, Jacob Farrell almost reminds me of like Libby Kikache, Wellington Phoenix left back from a couple of years ago who played without fear, who got forward, who even chipped in with a couple of goals. Jacob Farrell scored in debut. So, there, I, and I guarantee you as well, there's probably there's probably scouts from clubs in Europe or even Asia watching watching players like Jacob Farrell, like Harry Steele, like Max Ballard. Um, and we're just lucky we have them now. Maybe I'm getting carried away. Maybe I am getting carried away. But uh, look, I'm excited. And it, look, I know I'm making a bold claim, but yeah, Jacob Farrell, I haven't been ex- I haven't been more excited about a player like him in in a long time, and I've been supporting the Mariners since I was nine years old back in season one. And yeah, this is um, we're seeing we're seeing a star left back, one of the best left backs we've ever had in the making. Anyway, getting carried away, getting carried away. <laughs> um, hey, let's talk about some other Mariners stuff. Uh, Ryan asks, are the Mariners really starting to gel and uh, put good quality games together? Um, yeah, and like, and here's the thing, right? None of the Mariners games so far have been poor. Uh, like I genuinely believe that. And again, that's not being, me being biased at all, but all of the games have been decent to great, you know, um, even including the FFA Cup games, uh, you know, even losing to Wellington Phoenix 2-1, even losing out to MacArthur. All the games we've been good and we've been in it. The Wellington, MacArthur, the Wellington and MacArthur games, we should have gotten a draw for sure. We deserved a draw. It felt like a draw. Disappointed to come away with losses. Uh, it just put like, a little bit of extra pressure on us heading into this weekend. And you just saw what that did to us. The fact that we were able to step up and start so strong, you know, and I don't, I don't want to dive into the game too much because of course I, I did my match reaction video. If you want to check that out on YouTube and again, all this videos linked down in the description, but um, look, the performances are there. So are, are, is, is the squad starting to gel? Yes. And, and as well, a player that I haven't even touched on yet this episode, Mateus Maresh, uh, unfortunately didn't get that goal. I'm so upset that he wasn't accredited for that goal. I don't think he did get the final touch. It was Caceres' own goal for that second goal. But uh, look, he was involved in it. And, and of course, that fantastic pass for that first goal, for Arrhenius' goal, um, the assist for Maresh. So, so great to see him make a positive start uh, at home because I, I've got a feeling that he's going to tear it up at home. He, he, he looks like he looked like he really enjoyed it out there and uh, he didn't stay out of the whole game so hopefully he stays injury free as well so look the performances are there yeah you're right and and just stoked for Nick Montgomery as well look a lot of pressure on Nick Montgomery it has to be said not just from Mariners fans but from the league in general everyone knows how good Alan Stadich was last season and to see Monty come in and you know continue well from what it seems so far continue the same level of success you know two wins two losses so far um, and just to touch on the Mariners game this weekend, Western Sydney Wanderers. Wanderers will be hungry for a win. They will be hungry. They've come off the back of two consecutive losses in the FA Cup and the A-League. Carl Robinson will certainly have them, um, will certainly be pushing them for the win. So, but again, I think it's important to get that fast start. I think that's going to be key for us this season, these fast starts for the Mariners. You know, apply the press, especially at home, especially at home. Like that's that's the thing I want to see. I want I want this to I want Stuttgart Stadium to be the hardest place for A-League, A-League teams to come. I want us to pressure sides. I want to give them no time because that's what we did to Sydney FC and it worked and it worked big time. So 
And we've got the squad to do it. We've got the players to do it, to apply that pressure, to be physical. And uh, it worked against Sydney FC. And there's no reason why we shouldn't beat West Sydney Wanderers. So, look, early prediction for the Wanderers game. Look, I'm going to say 2-1 win. I think Wanderers will sneak in with a goal. Uh, they defeated us at home last year. Uh, I believe it was Nikolai Muller who grabbed the goal in that game, funnily enough. Does Muller feature this weekend? Hopefully. Hopefully. He's a, he's a player that it, I feel like we keep forgetting he even features. He's even in the Mariners squad, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, dude, um, we're going to do a couple more questions. Uh, thanks guys for sending in so many of these questions. Uh, Harry asks on Instagram, Newcastle to finish top four this year. Actually going back to my ladder prediction, that's a side I forgot about. Maybe bring Newcastle up, maybe bring Newcastle up if they can, but if only if they can continue the, the performances that they put in, uh, actually all the performances they put in so far this, this season, but if they can continue to play as they did at home against the Wellington, then yes, they're going to finish finals. Will they finish top four? I'm going to say no just yet. I, th- I think maybe the defense is going to like not help them at times. Uh, they have been a little bit leaky at the back, a little bit. Their first three games, they can send two goals each game. Um, maybe that will tighten up. I don't. I'm not confident enough to say top four, but I think maybe fifth, sixth. I think maybe I think Mariners and Jets are currently sitting in fifth, sixth. I think those two teams could finish there. I think Mariners maybe fifth, Jets sixth. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll with that for now. Maybe uh, we've got another one in here from Jay Hawko on Instagram. West United and Macarthur, a poor decision for A League licenses in front of others, and obviously this dives into the whole conversation around expansion and new teams and. And look, all I'll say on that is that, I mean, to be honest, I don't have a really have many strong opinions on that. I, would I have preferred those licenses to go to other regions? Yeah, probably. Like maybe, um, you know, maybe I, I, as, as a lot of people would love, you know, love, we'd love to see a team in Tassie. Wollongong Wolves would be cool. Canberra, Canberra for sure. I think it might have been better to go, you know, rather than, for example, for MacArthur, maybe because we now have five New South Wales teams, maybe go for Canberra, you know. Get a team in the capital. Uh, second Queensland team seems to make sense to me. I know those 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 ones those ventures failed early on, um, but a second Queensland team, um, yeah, those are a few of the shouts out there. Shout outs there for me. So, uh, but just to touch on those sides as well, we haven't talked about them this podcast episode, but both those sides performing well. Western United, Macarthur, three wins on the trot at the moment after round four. So. How good, how good. And I'll tell you what, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more question. Um, apologies we didn't get around to all the questions. Uh, had a lot sent through. And, and, and guys, of course, if you want to send questions on the Instagram stories on a Monday or on, uh, or on Twitter as well, I'll put up the tweet on Monday. So Hayden asks, best signing of 2021, a nice easy one to finish off with. And, and look, he didn't play on the weekend, but Leo Lacroix. Leo Lacroix for me for Western United has been the signing of the season. He's, been, he's settled in so quickly and has just lost it at the back for Western United, a team who has only conceded one goal in four games. Uh, and it's a bit funny, Western United, they're the kings of the 1-0 results. All the games have been 1-0 results. You know, the first one didn't go their way, but last three games, just 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. And, you know, they got Adelaide, I think, on Friday. I think that could be another 1-0. So, uh, Leo Lequire at the back uh, for Western United, player of the season. Uh, sorry, player of the season. Signing of the season so far. Um, hey, guys. Once again, thanks for sending in those questions. So yeah, these these uh, Q and A episodes will be happening, um, you know, on and off throughout the season. Or some episodes will have some guests featuring on to have more of a roundtable discussion. Um, but yeah, as I've said, this is sort of the casual, uh, you know, sit down, have a chat, deeper discussion, deeper uh, deep dives into some of the big topics surrounding the A League. Um, of course, feel free to check out the other videos on the YouTube channel. A lot of stuff happening on YouTube. The post match fan interviews from the Mariners game on the weekend. The match reactions. Of course, we're doing the A League predictions videos every single Thursday. So keep it 
looking out for that one this Thursday because there's, there's some big games coming up in round five. Guys, thank you so much for checking out this podcast episode. If you have enjoyed, you can leave it a like or if you're listening on the podcast platform, you can leave it a rating. That helps out heaps. Make sure you stay subscribed. If you want to keep up to all the episodes, of course, you know that. Um, have a fantastic week. I really mean that. Have a good one. It is summertime. It is almost Christmas. Got me a little Christmas tree up. Have a good one, guys, and I'll see you next week.